0: welcome to the fish house nation podcast presented by catch cover your home for ice fishing news tips stories and strategies and now your host chris larson hello and welcome to the fish house nation podcast our guest today is tom boley Tom is a well-known guide in the Hayward, Wisconsin area, and he has an awesome YouTube channel with up-to-date and highly engaging videos on the places he's fishing and top tips on catching more fish. Tom Boley, thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me, Chris. Good to be able to uh, talk some fishing tonight.
0: Tom was out on the water today for some late season, open water fishing. Tom, how was the fishing?
1: Yeah, I'm kind of fishing all over uh, northern Wisconsin right now. I'm from Hayward area, um, but kind of fish a little bit of everything up here. Um, And yeah, we've been doing a ton of basically multi-species fishing. We've been everywhere from, uh, I mean, the Upper Peninsula this week and a bunch around here, uh, muskies, walleyes, and smallmouth. And the fall bite is, I always look forward to the the post-turnover bite this end of the year, generally because the lakes are. Open, there's nobody out fishing and fish are in predictable spots. The walleye bite's been very good up by us. Um, a lot of real shallow water fishing. I think a lot of guys get sucked out to the deep basin in the fall, and most of the fish that we're catching are in less than uh, 12 feet of water. So that's been a lot of fun and a lot of quality fish. So we've been doing a bunch of smallmouth stuff as well, which is always a lot of fun late fall when they start grouping up on the deep structure. So it's been a good fall overall. And uh, as much as I, I wish that we would extend into late November, I think we're going to get iced up before then. Yeah, things are getting cold
0: already. We're seeing low temperatures down in the low twenties. Early ice will be here before you know it. We wanted to have you on today to talk about early ice walleyes, and by the looks of your YouTube channel, that's something you really enjoy. What do you like about early ice walleye fishing?
1: Uh, generally, fish are very active. I mean, if you know, it's just the time of year where you know things generally slow down late winter, and you know, the, I don't necessarily know if it's because you know, ice just hit or, you know, what exactly it is. I don't really care about a lot of that stuff too much, but uh, uh, there's generally very few people out and the fish are pretty much right where we left them, you know, a month before when we were still fishing them in a boat and uh, they're very active. That's the part I like most about them. And it's, you know, a lot of fun. And uh, I mean, that's basically what I enjoy enjoy about it. You don't have to really finesse fish a whole lot. It's a lot of running gun bomb around and, and I love fishing walleyes and first ice is without a doubt, pretty much anywhere you go, that's the time to be there. Uh, if you're into catching a lot of walleyes.
0: If you're fishing water you're unfamiliar with, where do you start when it comes to locating early ice walleyes?
1: Yeah, I have a very basic approach when it's my first time on a new lake. I like to look at the map of the lake and pick the biggest basin of water, whether that's a huge, you know, the biggest, deepest, most open area of the lake. And then I like to pick the biggest piece of structure in that area. So if I'm fishing a thousand acre lake, maybe it's a hundred yard point, you're fishing something like Malax, maybe it's the biggest rock reef on the lake so sometimes depths will vary you know kind of lake to lake depths all kind of relative but generally first dice we catch walleyes a lot shallower than we do the rest of the winter so a lot of the waters I fish for walleyes up here we might have basins that are 60 plus uh, feet deep so we're fishing a lot of rock or weeds kind of like 12-15 feet right in that zone Um, And we're running around a ton of these spots in a day, generally checking them for fish and rechecking them and catching fish when they're there. So you're moving
0: around and drilling plenty of holes.
1: Yep. Yeah. I always like to draw the analogy to being in a boat. I mean, how many times do you go out in a boat and you fish one spot the whole day? I don't like to, very few people do that. It would probably catch a lot of walleyes. So generally walleyes are always moving, especially in uh, a lot of our deep clear basin lakes, especially if you're fishing a lake that has a lot of, um, you know, migratory bait, whether that's, you know, Cisco's or shad or, you know, kind of whatever, those pelagic fish, uh, you know, they move always around incredibly fast, so, um, I like moving around a lot and generally it, I mean, I would say it almost always catches more fish than sits still.
0: One of the things I found interesting on your channel is that you move around a lot, but you're using a skid house. Can you tell us about how you use your skid house? I think a lot of people, when they think about hard sided fish houses, they think of just sitting in one spot. But your skid house actually makes you more mobile.
1: Yeah. So there's a couple of reasons I like. So the houses I run, there's a few different companies that make them. Mine are, uh, they're called the Luma uh, I think, I'm not sure if the company's called Soderbloom, but they're out of Cromwell, Minnesota. Um, and I run all smaller shacks, like all six by eights, five by sevens. Uh, these smaller aluminum shacks and they basically weigh like two, 300 pounds. I basically use my shacks to, they never come off the four-wheeler. So we might pull up to a spot, you know, pull the stuff out of the shack, you know, punch 10 holes or 15 holes on the spot, run through them with the flashers and the jig and so If we don't mark fish, we just throw everything back in the shack and go right to the next spot. So there's a lot of days we might fish, you know, 30 spots in the day. Or we might fish the 10, you know, 10 of the same spots three times over throughout the day following these fish. So, the second you become immobile ice fishing or fishing in general, you've basically, you know, given up, the, given up the chase at that point. Even if you're on fish, very rarely is, is, is it a kind of bite, especially where I'm from, where you can just sit there and catch them all night long. So um, I do a ton of moving and anything that enables me to move, whether it's those shacks or if it's just nice enough to fish outside. I honestly probably use my shacks more to haul gear around on the ice than not. Actually, to fish out of it, one of my favorite things is put the heater on inside of the shack. We hop on the four-wheeler, bomb out there, and by the time you get there, you know, there's no ice on your ice auger. The rods are all warm. The bait's warm, everything like that. So a lot of times I just use my shack to keep gear warm and haul it around the lake um, as opposed to have to pack everything up, throw it inside a sled, cover the sled, and keep moving. So I love those shacks, and they definitely help me out uh, to catch more fish.
0: Yeah, you're using it in a way the Army would use a tank. It's not the base, but it's a mobile base of
1: operation for you. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Got to be able to move. That's first and foremost.
0: Tom, when you roll up on a spot, how do you decide where to drill holes and how to lay them out?
1: Yeah, so I probably drill a lot less holes on lakes I know extremely well. So, like, the lakes I spend almost every day on, you know, up here there's five or six of them I fish relentlessly. And, uh, I kind of know where like the big rock on the spot is or while tend to always school in the same couple of key pieces of structure on a spot. So I pretty much waypoint those out and having my Humminbird Helix out on the ice as basically just, uh, my GPS or chart, um, helps me out a ton. So on a lake, I know if like, there's, you know, a reef that's 50 yards long and they, they school up on both points and then one, two big boulders right in the middle. I might punch five holes around each of those sweet spots, you know, so maybe 15 holes. But if I pull up on this spot, the amount of lake I've never fished before, Um, you know, I pretty much got to grid it out to kind of find that stuff.
0: Tom, you touched on it a bit there with your hummingbird, but how do you use your electronics during early ice season?
1: Yeah, so the biggest thing is, you know, depth-wise or what kind of spots I want to fish. I mean, I, I would say, you know, without having a GPS not mounted on my four-wheeler, I'd pretty much be lost out there. But generally later in the winter, I'll start looking around more of that 25, 30 foot zone. Early in the winter, I'm looking a lot more around that 10 to 15 foot zone. So I'll take my depth highlight on my hummingbird and kind of shade it to that setting kind of my 10 to 15 or my 10 to 20 or whatever I'm targeting. And then, like I said before, I'm just kind of going around and uh, wherever I got waypoints piled up on my graph is right where I school up. So and then I kind of grid out to a smaller area on a larger spot. Number.
0: Once you get set up, are you using mostly your flasher, or using cameras, or anything like that?
1: Yeah, I pretty much run. I mean, majority flashers. The only time I'm really running cameras is if there's fish down there that seem to be acting weird on a flasher that might not seem to be walleyes, whether they're ciscos or crappies or whatever they are. Um, but most of the time, you know, I'm I'm looking at my flasher, and it's mainly just for how quickly I can move around. You know, if a fish, if I drop a spoon on top of the fish. I'm gonna see it, you know, it's just like open water where if I drive over a school of walleye, I'm gonna see them right away on sonar. Same thing goes for a flasher. So, you know, if you punch a hole on top of a pot of three walleyes and drop your flasher down, you're gonna see them. Yeah. So, you know, if I pull up on a spot and fish it for, we run through all the holes in 10 minutes and don't mark a fish, you know, we're not staying there dropping a camera down to see if there's more fish there. Uh, we pretty much are determined that there aren't fish there.
0: What are your favorite lures and presentations for early ice walleye fishing?
1: So I do very little set line fishing. I don't do a lot of tip-ups or stuff like that. I just feel like it slows me down too much a lot of times. Uh, my favorite one is the Acme Castmaster Master, um, Rattle Master, actually. In a one or a 1-12th size, um, that's kind of my standby. A lot of the ice fishing season uh, for jigging walleye. it's pretty much Texas fish everywhere. My favorite color, which seems to work everywhere I go, is like a starchous green, the goldback. It's got a little bit of white in it some black bars uh the other kind of spoon we fish a lot especially in very clear water it seems to really have a is any kind of flutter spoon whether that's a vmc tingler or something like that um something that you know has a lot slower fall but fish can see it from a long ways away in clear water and pretty much all clear water lakes fish like some kind of you know gold or a nickel colored flutter spoon like that something you're dropping down and those fish can basically see it coming
0: How aggressive is your presentation during the early season?
1: Early season, very aggressive. And the biggest thing is we might not be working our rod crazy aggressive, but we'll hold the bait way off bottom, and that's just so more fish can see it. Basically, the tighter you keep that spoon to the bottom, you know, fish are always looking up. So the tighter that spoon is to the bottom, less fish can see it than if that bait's way up above them. So especially in a lot of our clear water lakes we fish, I might hold that spoon five, six feet off bottom, or I'll even hold it, you know, let's say we're in 20 feet, I might hold it 10 feet off bottom and really jerk it around, and then send it down close to bottom to kind of call anything in that might be close to us from the side. So
0: when you're jigging that high, are you dropping it down when the fish come in, or are they coming up and grabbing it?
1: Sometimes doing that, they'll come right up and fire up and grab it. But a lot of times we use it just to kind of basically see what's around us. You know, if those fish are hunting around within some range of us, and we drop that spoon down and rip it around 10 feet off bottom, a lot of times it kind of brings fish in below you, and you might see them streaking around on the bottom, a couple feet off bottom, but a lot of times in our real clear lakes, they'll come up and grab a spoon that's way up above them.
0: Are you tipping them with bait too, minnow heads, anything like that?
1: Yep, yeah, pretty much just a minnow head. Uh, there's sometimes really ice where you don't even need anything on there, especially with a flutter spoon, uh, which is always nice. But like, you know, Mille Lacs, Red, those lakes are notorious for having schools of fish that are big enough that they're so fired up that a lot of times you don't even need to tip the spoons with anything early ice. What are you
0: using for line and rods?
1: For rods I use a whole bunch of different stuff. I tend to like longer stuff because so I do a lot of my fishing outside. Something 36 plus plus just typically. Um, I always pull up with eight pound braid. I like the power pro ice has been good to me um, and then I run a real long fluorocarbon leader of like eight pound or ten pound and then generally I'll drop that down later in the year to like six if I'm fishing really clear stuff.
0: Tom what do you feel the best time of day for early ice walleyes is?
1: Early ice, um, there there really is no time. A lot of guys have the idea that, you know, it's an evening thing, it's a morning thing, there's this and that. And I think that's largely because people don't move enough. <laughs> I mean, we catch fish and digging all day long in lakes that have, you know, 15, 20-foot visibility. So a lot of times it's, it's when you get in the biggest pot. So there's always kind of the evening bite, which is generally, most days, there's more fish crashing into structure in the evening hours than there is in the middle of the day. Uh, but we get on plenty of fish in the middle of the day, just got to move around a lot more.
0: Not asking you to give up your best spots, but what are your favorite destination lakes for early ice walleyes?
1: Yeah, so I always make a trip to red early ice, and mainly just because it has really good early ice, and it has a ton of walleyes. Um, Red's always fun, you know, if you haven't fished there. It's a really shallow water bite most of the time, so you're fishing for a lot of fish that you just sometimes don't even mark. They just come flying in and bite before you can even mark them. So, that's always a fun one. Generally, right after that, I kind of wait for malax to freeze up. And if you can, you don't have to go all out to mud on Mille Lacs. I mean, if you can fish a rock point close to shore, a gravel point, there's plenty of fish everywhere in Mille Lacs. And uh Mille Lacs is actually one of my favorites for numbers and size for the ice.
0: You're a guide around Hayward. What are some of your favorite spots around the Hayward area?
1: Yeah, the best walleye lakes in the Hayward area are the deepest, clearest lakes. Uh, so um grindstone round lake those are the ones where i spend most of my time a lot of guys like to talk about you know some of the more stained lakes and they just don't produce as many quality fish as the deeper clear lakes and the deeper clear lakes basically receive no pressure which is the other nice part guys get sucked into a lot of the stained area waters which you know i don't know if it's a misconception that clear water is tough to fish or or what it is but we've been i mean We've been out fishing the Clear Lakes for a number of years now, and there's hardly anybody out there.
0: Tom, we've talked a lot about fishing, but what are some considerations people should think about before venturing out on early ice?
1: Yeah, it's not to be messed around with. If there's any doubt in your mind that the ice is not thick enough, it just don't even go because in another week it will be thick enough. You know, um, you know, if you're going to go out on early ice, always you know bring a spud bar, or something to check the ice. Um, I don't really ever fish anything less than four. It's just not really worth it still um especially if you're gonna you know be banking on moving around either walking or four-wheeling or whatever anything like that but I always have a buddy with so we always have some kind of flotation of ice you know whether it's uh one of the newer ice fishing float suits or a throwable or life jackets you know whatever it is especially when we're testing ice so I do not mess around with thin ice and uh you know it's honestly just not worth it but if you're gonna go out and you're gonna fish the early ice bite gotta check it gotta be religious about checking ice
0: for people who may be interested in fishing with you, what's a day on the water with Tom Bowley like?
1: Yeah, it's a it's an early start and lots of running and gunning. I do a ton of moving, so a lot of times we'll pull up on a spot, I'll drill all the holes. By the time I'm done drilling, if you know nobody's marked a walleye, we're on to the next one. So you know, early ice is a fun one. Generally, it's kind of a little bit before Christmas we start going full swing up here. Um, and yeah, it's a lot of jigging. Like I said, I don't run a lot of set lines, and I definitely focus on guys catching fish jigging.
0: If people want to know more about you, where can they find you?
1: Yeah, you can find me on YouTube like we talked about, just Tom Bowley as uh, my YouTube channel. Facebook is Tom Bully Fishing, as well as Instagram, um, or you can give me a call at 715-410-8696.
0: Tom, thanks for joining us. I appreciate your insights. I really do enjoy watching you on YouTube. You're a high-energy guy and someone that would be a lot of fun to spend the day on the water
1: with. Well, thank you. I'm in the middle of putting another one together right now.
0: I really enjoyed that conversation with Tom Boley. Before I wrap up the show, I want to take a minute to thank our latest Apple Podcast reviewer, Minnesota Slab Master says, This show sounds as good as a Butterfinger taste. Pure ear candy. Best ice fishing show out there. Keep them coming. That's pretty high praise. Thank you very much, Minnesota Slab Master. I also want to mention that Catch Cover's $5,000 Shack Slam is live and open for registration on the Fish Donkey app. This is a hardhouse specific online fishing derby with a guaranteed prize pool of $5,000. Check out episode 10 of the Fish House Nation podcast or get details over at catchcover.com slash Shack That's Shack Slam, S-H-A-C-K s-l-a-m thanks for listening this week and i will talk to you next time thanks for listening to the fish house nation podcast presented by catch cover for more ice fishing content visit our blog at catchcover.com